All right. You ready for the Word? Victory in our veins. That's what I wanna talk to you about today. Victory in our veins. Can you turn to the book of Matthew? Chapter 14, 22 to 35. And we're going somewhere. What God has done is good. But we're not those who shrink back. We're those who press forward in faith. So turn to the book of Matthew. Any Matthews in here? Any Matthews? Okay, Matthew, we'll, uh, let's all pray for Matthew that he comes back next week or just comes for the first time. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. I got a new Bible. Anyone like, anyone like Kurong? How good is Kurong? I love it. Some bits are a bit corny, but I love most of it. I, I, love, I got a brand new Bible from Kurong, like just brand new leather. Um, I left my Bible on a plane which was terrible because I have a lot of notes in my Bible. So somebody's probably preaching them somewhere else in Melbourne. Um, I, rang the, I rang the company, I was like, hey, have you got my Bible? <laughs> They're like, no. I said, well, <laughs> I'll pray that God helps you find it and that you find Jesus because I need that Bible. Anyway, I bought two new Bibles um, just in case. Anyway, be quiet, here we go. Jesus walks on the water. It says this, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. That's interesting. Jesus made them. Jesus said, hey, you boys, this is not optional. Get in the boat. And they were obedient. Because often your faith is expressed as obedience. How do I know if I have great faith? Can I obey? what Jesus is telling me to do. That's how you know you have great faith. So these boys, they had faith. They got in and He told them, go ahead of me to the other side. And while He dismissed the crowd, after He had dismissed them, He went up on a mountainside by Himself to pray. Later that night, He was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. Lake. When the disciples saw Him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. They cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately, see that word a lot, immediately, immediately He said, get in the boat. And then immediately He said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And then Peter, have you heard of Peter? Anyone heard of Peter? Peter's like this guy who always gets in trouble. Peter's just always the first. He just, he's just in, he's just all in. And he says this crazy thing to Jesus. He says, uh, uh, Lord, Lord, if it's You, tell me to come to You on the water. And Jesus in the storm, the rain is pouring down and He looks like a ghost. He says, come on then. <laughs> yeah, why not? Come on. So Peter, 
got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he saw he was looking at Jesus and then he saw the wind. And then he looked around and he saw the wind. And it was not that Jesus left him, it was that he was looking somewhere else. When he saw the wind, he was afraid. I mean, he was all bold when he was looking at Jesus. Yeah, I watch me, you boring disciples. I'm gonna walk out of the boat. And he's all bold and he's all strong and courageous. And he's looking at Jesus and Jesus said, come on. And then he sees the wind and the waves and he begins to sink. Lord, save me. Same bold Peter who one minute is like, yeah, I'm gonna walk out on the water. Next minute, save me. I can't swim. <laughs> and then immediately, immediately, Jesus reached out His hand and caught him. You have little faith, He said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped Him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Amen. Let's pray and then we'll preach. Thank You, Jesus, for Your Word. Thank You that You love us. We thank You, God, You speak to us about victory here today. In Jesus' mighty Name. They all said, Amen. Beautiful. Can you thank Evangeline? Thanks, girl. Get you back soon. Hey, so here's Jesus walking on the water. He is walking on something that we would drown in. Jesus is walking on the water. And I love how the Bible says it. It says it really casually, you know, and then, you know, Jesus is there and, and then he walked on the water. Yeah. What? Jesus is walking on water. The Bible needs to make a bigger deal of this, I would have thought, that it should say, then this crazy, unbelievable thing happened. Jesus walked on the water. Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today and forever, solid, reliable, trustworthy, walks on the water, liquid, inconsistent, unsure, uncertain ground. He walks on it. You know, it's like, like it's described as Jesus is walking on the water, but really the water was resting on Jesus. Because whenever the Creator comes to what is created, the physics, the science is gonna get messed right up because Jesus is King. What He created bows its knee. And He defies every physical law, every science, every... Have you ever tried to walk on the water? Have you? Have you? You know, me and my friends, we would always try, you know, see how far we could get. It does not work. But here's Jesus walking on the very thing we would drown in. And this is what I want you to know, that Jesus is not drowning in what you're drowning in. Some of you might feel under fear, under worry, that worry, that fear, Jesus is walking on. He is not under it like we feel under it. He is not drowning in it like you might feel like you're drowning in it. This is a God who is King.
He is victorious and He can walk on the water. What's amazing to me is that He sends the disciples into a storm. Right? Come on, talk to me. He, he, he goes, I'm gonna send you. You know, loving God. Nice Jesus. The, the, the Lord is meant to light up our path and lead us into good things and knows the plans He has for us. And it's all cute and it's beautiful, but He sends them into a storm. Why, why would Jesus send them into the storm? I think it's because in the storm, there was something they needed to see. They needed to catch something about Jesus that they could not catch in another place. Right before this moment, do you know where they were? They were feeding the 5,000. Have you heard that story? Come on, talk to me. Have you heard that story? You know the story, Jesus feeds the 5,000, you know, five lish and uh, five lish, the five lish, the five fish and the two loaves. And, 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 he, and, and he gets them and he multiplies them and there's just constant multiplication. And then he, he says, let's go. Because it would seem to me that they did not realise something in the, in the presence of a miracle that only they could learn in the presence of a storm. There's some things about God that you can only learn when you're in a storm. There's some things about Jesus and who He is and who you are that until you're out on the water, until you're out in a storm, it's only in that place that you learn who He truly is. You know, you, you are born in to victory. It's, it's who you are. I mean, have you heard of Cristiano Ronaldo, soccer player, love soccer? Any soccer players? Yeah, come on. And so, so he has a, a son who he named Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. <laughs> He couldn't think of a name, so he just went with his. And so this kid is ruined. He's ruined. He has no choice but to be the best footballer in the world. I mean, his dad is a psycho. His dad is training him at age two. He's age nine. The kid is a beast. He is a beast. He has no, he's just born into it. He's born in, my dad, he's 64 and he can out eat me. And that takes a lot. Talk to my wife. My dad is perpetually hungry, you know, just constantly hungry and he's skinny as a bean and he just eats and eats and eats. He, he's 64 and he eats more than me. But, but because of that, I too am perpetually hungry. I just eat and eat and eat. And my wife is praying for the day where I will say, hey, babe, I'm full. <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> She'll make this great meal. I'll finish it. I'll say, that was amazing. But geez, I'm hungry. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I just was born into it. When you receive Jesus Christ, you are born in to victory. It's not something you did. It's not something you earned. It's not something that you made happen by birth and because of who He is. You're just born into it. You are born in to victory. 
You are made to be like Christ. You have victory in your veins. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, which means it's done, it's over. What He had to do on the cross, He, fi- he, he finished it, He did a good job. Uh, a builder, any builders in here? Any builders, any builders? Okay, we'll pray for more builders in Jesus' Name so we can just keep building things. And, and uh, a builder, when they build a house and they finish the job, it means that there's nothing left to build, right? I mean, Shout me down if I'm wrong, okay? Once He has built the house, it is built. But just because the house is built doesn't mean you're living in it. Just letting that marinate for a second. Jesus has built a new life for you. A life that is one of victory. But just because He built it doesn't mean you're living in it. Some of us are living in houses that we built ourselves. And I don't just mean physically, I mean emotionally, spiritually. And we're living in houses that we built. Some of us are living in houses that someone else built. That our parents, whether good or bad, built a, a label over us. Some of us are living over a cultural label. Some of us are living over a a demographic. Some of us are living in houses that God never built for you. And we're living in the wrong place. We're living in a prison when we should be living in a palace. Victory is your portion when you believe in Jesus. Come on somebody in here today. Victory is what you have in Christ but you gotta live in it. You, you, gotta, you gotta start to dwell in what God has given you. He, he, he has conquered it all. He's, he's done it all. He's finished the job. My job, my role is to live in it. And when you start to live in the victory that God has already got you, you stop living for victory and you start living from victory. Woo! You, you start living from, not for. Because victory is not your circumstances. Victory is not your surroundings. Victory lives in you. Christ in me is the hope of glory. And so now I'm not trying to get something. I'm not striving to get victory. I'm living from it. Listen to me. You are victorious. You are strong. You are courageous. You are loved. You are able. You are not the tail. You are the head. You are not beneath. You are above. You're strong. You're resilient. You're full of faith. You've got hope that is an anchor to your soul. You've got a love surrounding your life. God is for you. God is with you. God can do anything. If you begin to live in what He's already paid for you to have. And so we need to step into victory. But the thing about victory is it requires faith. Everybody say faith. Faith. Come on, say it with some sass. Say like you mean it this morning. Say faith. Faith. Turn to your neighbour and say, hey. Faith. Faith. Turn to your other neighbour that you ignored and say, hey. Faith. Faith. 
Ephesians 3 verse 1 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Has blessed us. Did you hear that? Has. Not will. Not going to. When you get your religious ducks in a row, when you do the right thing all the time, then He'll bless you. No, no, no. Amen, I got a choir up the back. No, He has past tense. Which means, come on in the mezzanine, it means, are you waiting for something that you already have? Are you waiting to get something from God that He's already given you? Wouldn't that be annoying if you bought me a present and you gave it to me and I kept saying, oh, oh, can I have it? Is there a present for me? Where's my present? Do I get a present? I don't know if I've got a present. I don't know if God loves it. I don't know if I've got any gifts here. If I bought you a gift and I, I put it out to you, flip and take it. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And, so, and, we, and maybe, maybe we got this idea of God that we have to earn what He paid to give you. Stop trying to earn the gift. It wouldn't be a gift if you could earn it. But that's the problem with us, isn't it? We like to earn it because it's in our human nature to earn it. I, I, I need to earn God's love. I need to earn coming to church. I need to earn doing something great for God. I need to earn. No, you need to take hold. Very different. You need to take hold of what you've already got. You've already got it. It's under the tree. It's right there. It's even got your name on it. Just pick it up, unwrap it and start to use it. How do I unwrap it? By faith. Everyone say faith. It's by faith I'm strong. It's by faith I'm able. It's by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. This is a house of victory. When you come here, you're gonna leave victorious. I am gonna remind you week in, week out of who you are. You are victorious. We're not broke down, we're not stingy, we're not small, we're big. We're strong. We're generous. We're taking ground. We're moving forward. We're above and not beneath. It's who we are. And so sometimes to really learn who you are, you need a bit of resistance. You need a bit of a storm. Because when everything's going good, right? It's easy just to get familiar. And it doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't, you've been to the gym? Have you? One resounding no. <laughs> Least is honest. The rest of you are quiet. <laughs> you, you go to the gym, if you want muscles, guess what you need? Resistance. You want strength? Resistance. You want to live in the life that Jesus died for you to have? Victory? 
You need, a, you need that faith muscle on the inside of you so you can access what He's already given you, amen? And so we need a bit of resistance. Sometimes you need a storm. And I'm not saying every storm is from God. Some storms we create. It's the devil. No, it's not, it's you. The devil's given me a bad attitude. No, he hasn't. That's you. I mean, there's some things I do and I just take myself right into a storm. But even when I walk through the valley of shadow of death, even there, He's with me. When I walk, God didn't take me there, but sometimes I walk into valleys, but even then He's with me. Sometimes there's storms that just are a part of life and it just happens. But sometimes there's a storm that Jesus will send you into because there's a deeper purpose And so He sends the disciples across the bay. He sends them in to a storm. James 1 verse 2 to 4 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Is this guy lost his mind? Has he? Come on. Who here, when a storm comes, when something bad is happening in your who here goes, whoa! Who does that? Nobody. Who's like, yes, a storm. Things are going terrible. This is exciting. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind does this, but, but the writer here, he, he says, James says, consider it pure joy. Shut up, James. <laughs> consider it pure joy. I mean, like when trouble is, is at your door, he, he's saying, you know, look at it and smile. Just, just fake smile. <laughs> why, why, would, why would you rejoice? I, I, I have found in my life that I actually, I, I mean, it, it, without it getting, um, you know, weird, but the biggest battles in my life have actually produced the greatest fruit in me. Becoming a pastor as, as a young man meant losing all my friends. I lost every friend and it cut me deep. It left a scar. And if you could see it, you'd see a badge of honour today. That was a scar. That God brought me through that. And there's something about those times that you cannot get any other way. There's some things in the storm that Jesus wants to teach us. I ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm not done. If you wanna hear the rest of this message, I'm gonna preach part two tonight. I want you to come back. But I, I wonder, are you here today? Are you in a storm? Are you in a place where there's challenge? If you are, don't worry. God can walk on the water. God can get to you in the middle of a storm. God is not intimidated by what you are intimidated 
by. He is gonna use what you're facing. Romans 8 verse 28, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. God is gonna use the storm in your life to build resistance, a resilient faith so you can access the victory that He designed you to always have. So Lord, we just thank You here this morning that because of who You are, it's shaped who we are. We thank You for the resistance. Tonight I'm gonna talk about risk. As Peter stepped out of the boat, So Lord, I thank You for Your presence here this morning. Bless Your people. Fill them with victory by faith. In Jesus' Name.